Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Clear Cut Sports. I'm your host, Seth. It is the uh, second half of a Double Dip Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well out there. Lots of fun stuff to talk about this evening. So, I talked a little NBA earlier about the um, what they may do with the season. And a few things were uh, kind of laid out as potential ideas of what to do for teams with home court since it's going to be hosted in Orlando now. And these were uh, put out by Dave. Uh, McMenamin. So there's a couple ideas, and some of them, some of them are okay, but some of them are really funny, in my opinion. So I'll get into those. We'll start off with so this again. These are for these ideas are for the teams that would have had home court, but no longer can because you know it, it's going to be played in one central place. So here's some of the ideas. First off, high seed gets possession second, third, and fourth quarters. And I I don't mind. Like if they implemented this, I'd be like, yeah, whatever, because I don't think it makes that big of a deal, personally. So you know, instead they'd have the jump ball the first quarter, um, you know, to start the game off, but then. After that, this, all the quarters would um, just be given to uh, the home team, which I guess will lead to three more possessions, which may lead to, like, you know, at a maximum, like, six points at a maximum. And, you know, they probably wouldn't score on all your possessions anyway, so you're looking at maybe, like, two-point difference. So I don't think this is the way to go. It. it I mean, maybe it is, but if you're going to do this, you might need a little something more for a home team because this just isn't enough, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I, you need you may need a little bit more. So I would say if this was the sole one thing you're going to give a home team is you know one more uh, one possession per quarter, I would say not my favorite. Here's an interesting one. The high seed gets to designate designate one player to get seven fouls in a game. As you know, a player, after six fouls, they are uh, ejected from the game. But this would allow um, one player to get seven fouls. And this one's kind of gimmicky. You know, you're not going to give, like, LeBron doesn't get fouled out of the game. Um Steph Curry, even though he's not in the playoffs, uh, he doesn't get fouled out of the game. Kawhi wouldn't get fouled out. What I'm, I'm getting at is the star players really don't get fouled out anyways. So, theoretically, if this was implemented, you'd give this to one of your role players, maybe like a, your uh, your big man or something, someone who's in the paint a lot and may get a lot of contact. I think it's interesting I think team some teams may try to use this to her advantage by being more aggressive, you know, by one player being more aggressive, which can, you know, that can be a good thing, but it can also lead to, you know, I don't want to say goon ball, but things that just aren't basketball. 
so this one's okay, I guess. Um, it's quite interesting. It's very creative, I will say. Um, but again, maybe a little too gimmicky for me to uh, really make a home court advantage. This one I'm going to spend about 30 seconds on. Um, and the high seed gets one extra coach's challenge. It should be high seed gets one less coach's challenge because the coach's challenge is just an atrocity in the NBA. Well, in a lot of sports, but the NBA is what we're talking about here. Get rid of the coach's challenge. This is a terrible idea. Um, the worst of the bunch. Coach's challenge. Get rid of it. Off with it. Let's just move on before I get too far ahead of myself. No coach's challenge. Here's one that I like, but I like it for every team, not just the home court team, uh, the uh, the high seed team. High seed gets to send their home court to Orlando. Orlando where is where the games will be being played. So they'd have their floor, uh, their, their colors, you know, maybe the pitchers or, you know, and the stanchions and things like throughout the arena to make it feel like their home court. But I think they should do this anyways for even for the away, uh, for the uh, low seed teams. I think we should have this um, for, for every game, every matchup. Because A, it would make it feel more like the playoffs, like a normal playoff. Of course, we're doing all this because of the circumstances surrounding uh, the world. Um, it would make it feel normal again. And two, for the fans, you could just look at the court and be like, okay, it's uh, Milwaukee is as logos on the floor, so this must be game two, you know, or whatever. It makes it easier, and plus, it'd be visually appealing for, you know, everybody involved. So I think they should do this, regardless, but for every team. I don't think this is the the advantage. I think this should be implemented across the board for the regular season and the playoff uh, that the NBA has coming up. Here's one I would love to see. I think this is I think this has a lot bigger impact than people think it would. <clears throat> Highest seed gets to pick, I'm not joking when I say this, pick the hotel that they stay at. So it would look something perhaps like this. The I think the Bucks are one first overall in the whole NBA. They would get the first pick of what hotel they want. All right, Milwaukee picks the Grand Floridian. All right, Lakers, you're on the clock for the hotel you want to pick. How awesome would that be? That'd be so cool. First of all, it'd be so cool to watch and listen to or however they broadcast it or whatever. Hopefully they do it like draft style, like an actual NBA draft or something. That'd be really fun. But also, I think players would really enjoy this idea. I think they would like it a lot more than perhaps meets the eye. Picking a hotel can be a big difference. You don't want any cheap, you know, cheap two and a half star hotel when you can get a king bed and a five star and room service and conference rooms and what continental breakfast and whatever else you can get. I think the players would really like that. So I like this idea. I think it's a great idea, A, for the players and B, especially for the fans. It would suck. Memphis would get the, I don't know what the the worst hotel in Disney is, but I'm sure they're all great. I like Disney a lot. But I, I think they, they 
get a, the worst hotel, but I'm sure it'd still be good. I think this, I like this idea a lot. I really, really do. High seeds pick the hotel they stay at for the duration of the playoffs. Or, well, I guess the whole regular season. Excellent. 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 Really creative. And one more here. And this one, this would probably, well, definitely would have the biggest impact. The highest seed gets to pick your opponent in the playoff. Bear with me. So the regular season ends. The highest seed, let's say it's Milwaukee, finishes first. They get to pick their opponent rather than, you know, the 1 through 16 seeding. Milwaukee may say, yes, we could play our matchup Orlando, but I think we have a better matchup against Memphis. So we're going to select Memphis. Then the Lakers, who, who let's pretend finish second. The Lakers say, okay, Memphis is gone. Well, who are we going to pick? Well, I think we match up with the Pacers really good. We're going to go ahead and pick the Pacers, and so on and so forth. This, I think, is an interesting idea. I think it would bring a lot of um, extra, uh, um, I'm looking for the word here, extra pizzazz to the games itself because, you know, the Bucks picked the, the Grizzlies and they're like, the Grizzlies may be like, wow, they don't think we're any good. Let's, you know, let's take it to them. Let's play physical. So I think it will add more to the games. It's a huge advantage for the, for this, the um, people that took the regular season seriously. So this is something I would love to see. And plus, imagine if the Lakers said, well, we're going to play the Clippers anyways. Let's just get it out of the way. Let's play in the first round. How would that be for ratings? How about that? Not saying something like that would happen. But how cool would that be? It could be maybe Kawhi got somebody got hurt. They're like, ooh, let's take advantage of this now. Now, that'd be very interesting. So the two ideas I like are the, the hotels and, well, I don't think it might be a little too far-fetched. It might be a little too um, too much would be the high seeds picking their opponents. But definitely, NBA, if you're listening, let's do the hotel thing. Let's make it a draft. Let's broadcast it. Let's do it. Moving on to the NFL now, and one of the most talked about teams in the NFL and, well, all of the sports, the Dallas Cowboys. So I've been hearing a lot on different places, Dallas Cowboys, top five roster, Dallas Cowboys, Super Bowl contender, Dallas Cowboys, dynasty, Dallas Cowboys didn't make the playoffs last year. Dallas Cowboys, up until this year, have had a perfectly mediocre head coach. The Dallas Cowboys, we like to talk, we talk about them because they're popular. So, here is Dallas Cowboys who have, oh, they have the best talent in football. They, they, you know, Troy Aikman came out and said he wouldn't trade their talent for anybody. Since 2014. Here's what they did. They went 12-4, and four, finished first in the NFC East, lost in the, in the divisional round of the playoffs. 2015, they went 4-12, and 12, they missed the playoffs. Last in the NFC East. 2016, 
first in the NFC East, lost in the divisional round of the playoffs. They went 13 and 3 that year, excuse me. 2017, 9 and 7, second in the NFC East, didn't make the playoffs. 2018, 10 and 6, won the NFC East, lost in the divisional round of the playoffs. Last year, 8 and 8, didn't make the playoffs. And I'm supposed to expect this team to be a Super Bowl contender. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dallas Cowboys, I will say, Ezekiel Elliott, one of the best running backs in football. Murray Cooper, underrated. He's not quite on the elite upper echelon of wide receivers, but he's in that next tier, I believe. He's in he's in the middle to the low end of the second tier of wide receivers. Michael Gallup, I like a lot. He's going to improve. CeeDee Lamb, high expectations. We'll see. They got weapons. Dak Prescott, I assume he's going to come back. Is In my estimation, he's a between anywhere between the 11th to 14th, 15th best quarterback in the league. So he's in the upper half. The O-line, Zach Martin, probably... The best offensive lineman in football. What's not to like? You notice what I didn't talk about? Was the defense. You lost Byron Jones. Didn't replace him. Your safety, you you might as well have me running around out in safety. Your pass rush, you got Demarcus Lawrence. Who else? I don't know. I like your young linebacker core. Leighton Van Der Esch, if he can stay healthy. My point is, in the draft, you drafted C.D. Lamb. You drafted your third best wide receiver, which is, if that was your, if that was the Baltimore Ravens, that would be an excellent pick. You know why? Because Baltimore addressed their needs. They have a great defense, a great offense, and they're solid. They they know what they got in the quarterback. The Dallas Cowboys. Lost a lot of defensive pieces, and it was suspect to begin with. Their offense, their weapons are good, and their offensive line is good. So their offense is solid. And you go ahead, instead of trying to fill a secondary position, or don't even get, let's get, don't get into the, the center position, which you lost. You didn't draft a center. You draft a wide receiver who's going to be your third wide receiver. He's not. He's going to be behind Amari Cooper, and I believe most people believe he'll be behind Michael Gallup. And your defense is going to be a letdown this year because he didn't address it. Your center, who's one of the most pivotal roles on that offensive line. Yeah, lost him. Did you replace him? No. And, oh, you know, we hear it every year. Oh, Dallas is a Super Bowl contender. Look out. You know what? You know who else we say that about every year? Well, there's a few teams. So I'm just going to pick one. The New Orleans Saints. We say every year... We say, and you know, there's many others, but I'm just picking one. The New Orleans Saints. You know what the New Orleans Saints do? They go to NFC Championship games. They get first round buys. 
their noise, you know, about to all this bloviating and all the noise about the Dallas Cowboys, they have none of that. So the difference between that contender and the Dallas Cowboys contenders is New Orleans are real championship contenders. The Dallas Cowboys are not real championship contenders. First year under a new head coach, Dak Prescott, a good quarterback, not a great one. You've got a bunch of holes in the defense, and your offensive line is missing a huge piece. I mean, no other contenders have this prob- these problems. None. Kansas City? No. You can point at their defense. Their offense is powered enough. We've seen that last year to overcome it. San Francisco, they have all their what they need. Green Bay, same thing. And they're going to get better because Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers are going to gel more, hopefully. But see if the Jordan Love situation can calm down. Anyways, New Orleans, Baltimore, all the really good teams. Seattle. Another year, another letdown, if you want to call it that. I don't call it a letdown because my expectations are not extraordinarily high for the Dallas Cowboys. But another year, another letdown for the Cowboys fans. And you heard it here. I'm going to finish off with this. You know the... um, I talk about uh, basketball, the NBA. I talk about the NFL a lot. I'll be the first to admit I don't talk a lot of baseball. I would like to. I love baseball. Do you know why? Especially right now, in a time where no sports or very few sports are being played, you know, we're just getting back into the swing of things now. In a time where no sports are being played. We hear football, the NFL, and they're making rules changes and doing this thing and the other thing. And the NBA, they're talking about getting their season back together. They're, they're pretty much, well, they, they are going to have a season. They're just figuring out how to get it done. It seems like they have it settled now. The MLB. You know what? We don't hear much. You know what What we did here recently? That there might not be an MLB season. What? How did this happen? The MLB... The, first of all, the owners and the players are at each other's throats, it seems. They can't get come up with an agreement. The latest that was proposed was a 50-game season, and players would get players would get 30.8% of their salaries. Tell me how many players are going to be excited about that. None. Even the NHL is making news. They have they said they're going to have a season. It's going to start with the playoffs. You know, no regular season. It's going to start August 1st. Okay, NHL fans, we got it. We're excited about it. Now we can get ready and prepare for it. Myself and other MLB fans, we don't know. What are we supposed to think about the MLB right now? I love I love baseball. 
I'm a diehard Yankees fan. We got hosed a few years by and go by Houston and the you know with the scandal. Don't get me started about that. I'm excited to see what we can do. I love. I'm. I'm excited to see the Dodgers now. They have Mookie Betts. Can they get over the hump? I'm excited to see who's going to win the AL Central because you know Minnesota and Cleveland. Cleveland's kind of on the downswing. Minnesota's coming up. What are the the White Sox have a lot of young talent. And we don't know if we're going to have a season. What is going on with the MLB? The, the, the MLB, the majority of the MLB fans, I shouldn't say that. The age of MLB fans is higher than the NFL and NBA. Because the NFL and the NBA have made themselves global brands. NFL has taken over America. NBA is a global brand. The MLB, good thing it's America's pastime. Because I don't know where it would be if it wasn't labeled that. The MLB has got to, they have got to figure this out. Because, you know if the NFL canceled their season, heaven forbid, but if they did, the next season, people would just be more excited about that. The NBA, if they couldn't, if they couldn't quite figure this out, next season, the whole world be waiting for it and anticipating. The MLB loses this season in the World Series. You're going to have the few, like myself, like hopefully many of you, who are excited for the next baseball season. But it's going to be on the back burner for everybody. The MLB has made no attempts to strive themselves into a global brand or to, to, to incorporate themselves with the use more. None. That is why the NFL and the NBA have set themselves miles ahead of the MLB. And I would, you know what I would say? I would say the the NHL NHL might be closer to the NFL and the NBA. It might be. MLB to the owners, to the executives, you have got to figure this out. For the love of baseball, you have got to figure this out. Please. That will do it for this episode of Clear Cut Sports. I'll catch you all on Friday. Till then, stay safe, everybody.